live from Buffalo Wild Wings. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation. It is a Friday, so you know that means we are on the road. We're on the road every single Friday. We're on a Buffalo Wild Wings tour. And today, like my folks in Texas would say, we're in the north. <laughs> N-A-W-F is where we'd be at. 150 East Centennial. Come on by, Buffalo Wild Wings. We're hanging out here for the next three hours, and uh, we're going to be here. we got plenty to get to on today's show. you got to bring me down a little bit. So we got, we're doing this live on the air as we uh, rock and roll. My man, Damon Cotton, is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio making everything go. And, again, Buffalo Wild Wings 150 East Centennial is the location where we're at. Come on by for the next three hours. We'll be hanging out here with you. We've got a lot to get to as it is week 16 officially in the NFL. So plenty to get to as the Raiders prepare for their Christmas Eve game with the Pittsburgh Steelers, the 50th year anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Uh, that's actually today, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of honors and a lot of uh, different recognitions that are going on in Pittsburgh, and we're going to deep dive into that today. And, of course, we're going to deep dive into the game, and we're in the holiday spirit, so we're going to get to that as well. But coming up on the show today, Starting us off at 2.30, Chris Carter, host of Locked On Steelers. He's also from Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He's my guy. He'll join us at 2.30 to talk all things the game. We'll really focus in on the game when it comes to Chris Carter at 2.30 and talk about the conditions. And uh, he's there in Pittsburgh. I talked to him this morning, and he said, man, uh, the, the wife isn't going to, the, going to her job today because it's too cold. I went and put some salt out in front of my car earlier, so when I do drive, uh, that's out there. So, I mean, it's, it's cold out there, right? So we'll talk to Chris about the game. We'll talk to him about the conditions, how he think it could be won or lost when it comes to the Steelers and the Raiders. That's going to happen at 2.30. Then at 3 o'clock, Paul Gutierrez from ESPN, of course, does a fantastic job in covering the Raiders for like a glove for a very long time. He'll join us to talk about the Raiders side of things, what he thinks about what they have to do to go into there, into that hostile environment and uh, come away with a victory. And, you know, I say it's a hostile environment, but I'm not sure. I'm still really not too sure exactly what it's going to look like as far as the landscape of who's going to be in the – in the uh, stadium, you know, how many fans are going to be there? My guy, Chris Carter, who we'll talk to at 2.30, told me today, earlier today, he said there's tickets, really good tickets for like 80 bucks. Like really good seats, like close to the to the field, are available right now for 80 bucks. So, I mean, that tells you all you need to know because 80 bucks is going to get you what at Allegiant Stadium? <laughs> 80 bucks at Allegiant Stadium might, might get you into the building, may get you a, 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 a soda, might get you a hot dog. Maybe, as DeMond is in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, like, yeah, I don't even know if it's going to get you that, Q. <laughs> I was going to say a hot dog and a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right, and that's about right. That's about right. So you already know that, uh, you know, $80 ticket, if there's tickets available for $80, you know that there's not a whole lot of demand for these tickets. Again, I mean, you got to think about it. In Pittsburgh, eight fifteen. that's a late game. It is already going to be cold during the daytime, let alone at night. It is Christmas Eve on top of that, and the team is 6-8. and eight. And the only saving grace for the Steelers is the fact that, you know, they're going to do a lot of honoring of Franco Harris, the passing of Franco Harris, and, of course, they're going to honor uh, his, his career there in Pittsburgh. So maybe that will draw some more fans. But I'm not really sure. As much as I think it's going to be a hostile work environment, hostile environment, I don't really know. So we'll, we'll see what uh, Paul thinks coming up at 3 o'clock. He'll talk all things Raiders. Again, Chris Carter will join us to talk all things Steelers at 2.30. Then I mentioned uh, all kind of ceremonies going on in the city of Pittsburgh for Franco Harris. Brooke Pyre from ESPN's NFL Nation does a fantastic job covering the Steelers. She was actually with Franco on Tuesday, and then he passed away in the middle of the night or Wednesday morning, whatever the case may be. It was very early Wednesday morning when we found out he passed away, but she was with him. 
She was with him at the airport. She interviewed him. She was there with some, uh, you know, with some fans that were talking to him for a long time. And he had a very busy schedule, and he still took a long time to just sit there and talk with these fans. So she has some of the last memories of Frank O'Hara. So she's going to join us at 3.30 to talk about that and the ceremony that's going on that I believe is getting underway right now uh, in the city of Pittsburgh honoring Frank O'Hara. So she'll join us at 3.30. Very excited to hear that conversation. Then, 4 o'clock, our guy Nick Shook from NFL.com, NFL Network. He'll join the show to talk all things NFL. As I mentioned, we're in week 16. We saw uh, the Jaguars top the Jets last night, and the Jets got a problem. Right, I can look at the Raiders and say, "Hey, man, the Raiders are six and eight, and they've got some things to clean up." But you look at the Jets, who have an opportunity to be a really good team, and you can say, "Yeah, they got a problem. They got a problem. Nobody knows who their quarterback's going to be." Right, and you know, it's again, I'm not trying to dog on any other organization. Uh, obviously, we focus in on the Raiders here, and they've got enough questions that they have to answer as well. But man, uh, they're 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 uh, they're asking a bunch of questions today. Let's put it like that when it comes to the Jets and. That team has looked like, you know, we've, we've heard people call in and say, oh, this team's going to quit on this guy. Or this team's going to quit on that time. I literally watched the Jets quit on Zach Wilson last night. Defensively, offensively, nobody wanted to play for him. They had a fourth-string quarterback that was on the practice squad uh, earlier in the day come in and basically be Tim Tebow-like and give him a little bit of juice, right? I mean, DeMond, I don't know how much of Thursday night football you watched, but I literally watched the team quit on a quarterback. I was surprised. I don't know. Is Joe Flacco injured? Um, I don't think so. I think he's available. He's just Joe Flacco. Because that the excuse me, I can't pronounce his name right. Even like from the glance of it, but Chris this, uh, Schleffler or Scheffler. Yeah, I didn't even want to try to do it. <laughs> but um, but this guy was in the Canadian Football League. That's where he right. like you know broke his ground. Yeah. And for Zach Wilson, like I'm not saying no no offense to the Canadian Football League at all, but this guy, you're the number two overall pick, wasn't he? Yep. And you sure are getting benched. For the fourth stringer, the guy that they brought up from the practice squad. And it made me laugh as soon as you started talking about it. Because I know I'm not trying to make everything about the Raiders. But Derek Carr, when you rather have that problem. Man, I'll tell you right now. Is he elite? Is he elite question rather than can he play question? I'll tell you right now, and all due respect to everyone in the in the Jets organization, and all due respect to, to Derek Carr, I was doing ESPN National Radio earlier today. I was on Barton Hahn with Jason Fitz. It was pretty fun. And everyone that called in. Not everyone, but a lot of people that called in were like, hey, man, just go ahead and wait to see if Derek Carr is available and go get him. <laughs> right? Field Yates. We had Field Yates on the show, and he was like, yeah, uh, if Derek Carr is available, then the Jets need to go and try to make a move for him. Like, there's teams out there that want the guy, and then there's fans of, of the team that are like, yeah, kind of ready to move on from this guy. Believe me, you know, be careful with what you wish for because right now, like I said, there's an organization – on the East Coast that is searching for answers and don't really have any right now that would love to take him on. Not saying that that means he's the end-all, be-all, but at the same time, just kind of let you know that, man, they, they, these teams need quarterbacks. And if you're worth the salt, they'll, uh, they'll rock with you. And so uh, the, Jets, the Jets are in a, in, a, in a rough way. But Nick Shook from uh, NFL.com, he'll join us at 4 o'clock, and we'll talk all things NFL. And then we'll close things out with Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. He joins us every single Friday, and <clears throat> excuse me, and he'll give us, uh, you know, he'll give us the lay of the land. We'll go over some NFL games for Week 16, and he'll talk about, uh, you know, the money lines and all that good stuff where you should lay the money. So we'll go, you know, three or four games deep with Lee Sterling. That'll be at 4:30. So that's the guest lineup that we have for you. Chris Carter at 2:30. Paul Gutierrez at three. Brooke Pryor from ESPN at 3:30. Nick Shook at four. And Lee Sterling will close us out at 4:30. Again, we're here at Buffalo Wild Wings, 150 East Centennial in the North. 
hanging out. Have a lot of prizes for you. Got some Raider Nation Radio 920 t-shirts. We got some cups. We got some koozies. And, of course, we've got some prizes by uh, way of Coors Light as well. Plenty of TVs. Plenty of good food specials going on right here at Buffalo Wild Wings. Great drink specials. Getting you ready to get into the holiday weekend the right way. And it's funny, man, driving up here. The roads are kind of, you know, they're kind of clear, right? They're not really too busy because there's a lot of people just kind of out and about, not really, you know, going, going, traveling too far, but maybe just going out doing a little last-minute shopping or whatever like that. So you see people kind of hit or miss. But it's not, it's, it's not too bad out on the roads right now. So, uh, you know, if you're going to make the trip, come on by, hang out with us. You know, like I said, get a little bit of fuel in you, get a little food, uh, have a couple cold beverages or whatever, and uh, get ready for the holiday weekend. It should be fun with uh, Christmas Eve tomorrow and, of course, Christmas on Sunday. But uh, the Raiders playing on Christmas Eve is going to be fun. I'm excited about that. I'm more excited because I'm not there in Pittsburgh, and I don't have to worry about being there in the cold, and it's going to be freezing there. And so glad that I'll be in the comforts of my own home, able to watch the game on the TV and just chill and relax, uh, get a little bit of downtime, Demond. You know we don't get much downtime around here, and uh, we ain't going to have too much. <laughs> We'll be back at it on Monday, but uh, excited about this weekend, excited about everyone getting the opportunity to get their holiday on. So now that you know the guests coming up on the show today, let's jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. All right, so here we go. Let's jump into this opening drive, and we got a couple questions for you today, and let's go ahead and hold on. Damon, hold on, put the phone down, Damon, real quick. I just get, I need to check. Damon's trying to, to – where are we at? Are we good? I don't want to keep going back and forth on this. Are we good? Turn him down even more. Turn, he says turn me down some. This is ridiculous. Let's go. All right, are we good, or where are we at? Okay, now I can't hear anything, but that's okay. All right, let's go ahead and get into the opening drive. We're doing this live on the air. That's how we do sometimes, and uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into this, man. Sometimes, sometimes technical difficulties uh, happen, but we're okay with that. 702-365-9200, that's the Raider Nation listener line. Also, our dopewebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword RNR. I want to know, since it is the holiday time, what would you give the Raiders? Only if you had one gift that you can give them this holiday season, what would it be? So think about it very carefully. I don't want you to get all crazy and give them a bunch. You can't call me and tell me I'll give them this, that, and the other. I only want one. If you can give the Raiders one gift this holiday season, what would it be? So, Demond, I'll start with you. And I want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. And also, again, the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword r if you can gift the Raiders one gift right now this holiday season, only one, I don't want two, not three, what did LeBron say, not four, not five, I just want one, what would the one gift be that you give the silver and black? The most important gift of all, health. Okay. I mean, I just, a healthy, I, you know, can't give them new players, can't just add pieces to the team. Just if this entire roster. Why can't you? It's, it's one gift. Oh, I wanted to, I didn't, you know, I just wanted to make it relevant to the team now. Oh, I got you. I got you. So you're looking so at the So just for the term. final three games, okay. just, I would give the team health. Everyone okay. who's on the roster, 100%. Okay, that's fair. I'll, I'll take that. DeMond is going to be uh, pretty easy with it and, and thinking about the present time and just saying health. All right, that'll work. If it was me and I was going to give the Raiders just one gift, I would go and get them. I would get them a dominant defensive tackle. I have to go back to the – to the well, right? That's something that that's something that I've been talking about for a while is that dominant defensive tackle. They need that. I was kind of torn, right? 
I didn't know. I was thinking about the secondary, and I was thinking about the defensive line. I just think that that one dominant defensive tackle would be that much better. Like, I, for example, Thursday Night Football was watching the Jets and was watching Quentin Williams. He's got 12 sacks for the defensive tackle position. 12. It's a career high. Don't get me wrong. But the dude is a dominant, just a dominant player. Fantastic. They need someone like that that, that is, is going to be a straight man down there on the line of scrimmage like that and just dominate and be someone that has to be accounted for. So that's what that's what I would give him. I'd give him that dominant defensive tackle. I don't know who it is. I know there's a couple that are going to be coming out in the draft. I believe they'll be coming out in the draft. Like uh, the one, the young man from uh, from Georgia, uh, Carter, he's going to be a good one. So that, that would be one. I think he's going to be long gone before the Raiders have any opportunity to go ahead and draft him. But that's, who, that's what I would give him. But Raider Nation, I want to hear from you. Let's have some fun. We'll get into keys of the game as well because that's what we do on Fridays. But let's have some fun this holiday, this holiday's time and just talk about what one gift you would give this holiday season. 702-365-9200, don'tbebroke.com, text line 69187, keyword R And let's go ahead and go to the text line real quick and – this one's from uh, Raider James in San Rafael. He said, question for any Raider who played in the Immaculate Reception game. Can you ask them if the Raiders beat in Pittsburgh? Wait. Can you ask them if, if had the Raiders beat, beat them in Pittsburgh in the Immaculate Reception game, does he think the Raiders would have beaten the Dolphins in the AFC Championship since they went undefeated that season one Super Bowl? Go Raiders. That's from Raider James in San Rafael. And, you know, I can answer that question from the player's point of view that were in the locker room with the Raiders. And the only reason I could do that is because George Atkinson an- answered that the other day with JT and he said that they believed that they were playing that game the Raiders and and uh, and Steelers were playing for an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl cuz they he he thought that they were the best teams uh in, you know in in the conference and that that they were going to uh, have that opportunity so he believed that they win that game that they were going to head to the Super Bowl I know Pittsburgh lost the next week to Miami but he really truly believed that the Raiders were going to the Super Bowl as long as they knocked off Pittsburgh that they would have their way with uh with the Miami Dolphins so there you go I I like that um that was a couple times we got hit. So it, you can hit us up on dobybroke.com, text line 69187, keyword R-N-R. Let's go out to the phone lines, talk to our guy, Raider X. Welcome to the show. Good day, brother. Good day. Good day. Hey, so my my wish for the Raiders or my gift to the Raiders would be a sure thing. That number one draft pick that they have in the first round, I know they always say there's no such, such thing as a sure thing. I'd want them to get a sure thing, either be a defensive tackle, a corner, a wide out, whatever they get, a lineman, but a sure thing. Okay, so I like also, it. Also, the, the, what my, my point of the game is, hopefully, knock on wood, that Andrew Billings come back. If you look yeah. at the stats of what was going on, he was starting to, tur- to turn the corner and really be a dominant force. The Raiders were shutting down the run. They looked really dominant on that defensive line, and I think Tillery – was actually really a dominant, starting to be a dominant force, and he's kind of taken a step back since Andrew Billings has, has hurt his leg. So hopefully he's, he's well enough to go back into the game on Christmas Eve and really punch it in. Lastly, a question for you guys on your interview coming up is there's been a lot of crazy games and a lot of weather games, either storms or other things, and there's been some ice bowls and what. Right now you're hearing that, you know, you got a wind chill going to that east coast that could be possibly minus – 70 degrees. I mean, that is like, I've never heard of that. I never knew it went that low. So, you know, what would it take for the for the NFL to actually stop the game? Because like I said, you know, there's been some crazy games, you know, down there minus whatever. And what would it take for them to actually, you know, pause the game? 
That's a good question. Thank you, Raider X. I appreciate you, and we'll, we'll ask. I didn't know it was that low. Uh, I kept hearing, you know, like negative 11 as far as the wind chill. I didn't hear, you know, negative 70. I, don't, I didn't know that that was a number. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a number, but I didn't know it was that number, right? So, uh, interesting. So, we'll, yeah, we'll definitely ask that. I'll ask that to a couple different guests, Chris Carter, Paul Gutierrez, Brooke Pryor. I'll ask all three of those uh, what are they hearing. I'm not too sure what it would take for the NFL to say, yeah, thanks, but no thanks for not playing this game uh, today. That, that, that's, that could be an interesting wrinkle, though. So uh, thank you so much for the call. And uh, I do like the short thing uh, gift to the Raiders. That would be a hell of a gift, right, making sure that they got a, a short thing. And the one thing about Jerry Tillery, he's never been that good against the run. He just hasn't. That's always been one of his things. He's a better pass rusher from the defensive tackle position. That's why when Andrew Billings was in there with him, it was better because Andrew Billings could concentrate more on stopping the run where Jerry Tillery could kind of focus in on getting to the quarterback, right? That, that rotation was a little bit easier, and it helped where Tillery didn't have to do stuff that he wasn't good at doing, which is, again, stopping the run. So, yeah, Andrew Billings returning would be a really good thing. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick, talk to our guy, Raider Mike. Welcome to the show. Dude, Q, Merry Christmas. D, Merry Christmas. From uh, Hiroshima here on Fort Myers Beach. This place looks like it's still blown up. Anyway, I waited for two hours on that national ESPN line, and you guys never let me in. I was going to turn it into Raider Nation Radio for a <laughs> minute. Come on, Q. Let me in. Anyway, I didn't even know you called, brother. What, what are we doing here? What are, are we? I didn't even know you called. What are we doing here? No, no. I was on that screen for two hours. Okay. Don't, don't play, Q. Anyway, okay. No. All right. Well, I'm going to let uh, you go. I'm going to go ahead and let you go. Okay. Look, what we're not going to do, Raider Mike, no disrespect, you're not going to argue with me on the radio about something that I had no control over. I told you I didn't even know you called. Didn't even know you were on. So don't, please don't call here and start arguing about something that has nothing to do with this station. Please. Hardcore Raider, you're up next. Jeez. No Scrooge here, man. I'm going to bring it to the table right now, Q, man. Hey, if, if I give one present and if money isn't an option, because you didn't, you didn't say there was a money limit, right? And if there's no copyright, like, you know, contingency, I'm going to give all the Raiders players a little micro, like, Super Bowl trophy to put in each of their lockers for next year because the, uh, the Super Bowl is in Vegas next year. And you got to think, man, Raiders, like, we never had a Super Bowl in Oakland, right? We never had a Super Bowl uh, in uh, L.A. We, you know, we never even had the option to have a Super Bowl in our, in our home, you know. So I would have, like, a makeshift Super Bowl trophy and put, like, you know, Las Vegas Raiders 2023 to give them motivation for what they're fighting for, that this is our home. This is our house. And nobody's going to come into our house, our first Super Bowl, and take that trophy from us. And if I couldn't do that, you know, then I would get all of them jackets for this game with electric heaters built in. And they stay warm, and they're going to go out and get this stuff. Let's go, Raiders! All right. Thank you for the call, my man. Definitely appreciate you. So there you go. You give Your gift will be makeshift trophies, Lombardi trophies. Put them in the, in the, in the lockers. All right. That'll work. Uh, Raider G, you're up next. Give us one. Hey, what's up, my man? What's up, Q? Thanks for taking my call, man. Yes, hey, before I get to my gift, I just want to tell y'all, man, I love y'all show, man. Hey, the diff what I like about y'all show that's different from other shows is is it's like it's like barbershop talk. It's, it's like I'm 
listening to my brother or something talk sports. So I just wanted to get that out there. And Merry Christmas to y'all and everybody out there, man. Raider G coming to y'all live from Vegas. The gift I would give the Raiders is a shutdown corner with swagger. Mm. That's what we need. We don't just need a shutdown corner to just, like, like, you know what I mean? We need a shutdown corner that the other team is definitely scared to throw on his side of the field. The, for, for years, I've been saying that the Raiders need that. I think, I feel like we haven't had that since we had Namdi. Yeah, I Charles agree. Wilson, you know, we, we yep. just, and, but at the same time, I agree with you on the defensive tackle part. I say that all the time. With Max, with Max and um, Chandler Jones flying around the edge, man, if we had pressure up that middle, like Jerry, like you're right, Jerry Tillery is a good pass rusher. If he played the run a little bit better, we'd be cool. But I don't even, I don't think we have a problem stopping the run. I think we have a problem getting off the field on third and fourth downs. That's why I say we need a shutdown corner with swagger. It will make it a lot easier for us to play that other side of the field and design a defense to stop other teams. I just want to say that. Merry Christmas to everybody and to you and yours, too. Love your show, Q and DeMond, the homie, you know. Raider G out, man. Raider Nation for life. All right, great call, man. Great call. And you're right about that shutdown corner with a little bit of swagger. The Raiders have not had that since Namdi, and, you know, that's been quite a while. Right. And, and for the longest, the Raiders organization was always known for their corners. Right. I mean, how many Hall of Famers, HOFers in the in, in the hall right now that were corners that played for the silver and black? I mean, that's just something they haven't just had. They haven't had that in a really long time. That would be really good. And look, it's not from lack of trying. That's the one thing I, I'll give them credit for. It's not like they just ignored it. You know, I, I feel like they attempted to go out and get corners that they thought were going to be those guys, unlike they did with the linebacker position. But they, they've invested a lot of draft capital. They went out and spent free agency money, and, I'm, and I'll go back years, years on top of years. I mean, remember even when Reggie McKenzie gave, uh, what, Sean Smith money from KC? Thought they were going to get that, uh, that corner that was going to be able to turn the ball over quite a bit and, you know, have that shutdown ability. It just seems to never work out for some reason. Never works out. I mean, think of all the different draft capital that they use. Going back to what, DJ Hayden, right? Trayvon Mullen, obviously, most recently. Uh, Damon Arnett, we know how that shook out. Uh, who else did they have? Obi Mellon Fonwu, a.k.a. Bigfoot, right? I mean, so, you know, again, t- to the Raiders' credit, they've been attempting it. They've been trying it. They've been trying to find that guy. They just haven't been able to get it. And I don't know what it's going to take to finally get that guy, but they absolutely do. You're spot on when you say that. They they need that where the other team says, you know what, we're not even going to throw the ball that way. Remember there was a time where Namdi wouldn't – Namdi would almost get bored out there because they wouldn't even throw the ball his way. And, and, and the good thing about him is he was a really good tackler and wasn't afraid to get up there and, and, and stop the run. So that's how he'd stay in the mix is going up and making stops uh, against the run. But, man, they, they just have not had one. That, that's a, that would be great to see them go get a dude. You know, and, and, and my, my big uh, draft crush I had this past year was what? Sauce Gardner. We all knew that there was no chance the Raiders were going to get him. But you see how good he is. You see what he's brought to the table. They need a dude like that. that he's got that sauce. I mean, anyway, with a name like Sauce, you know, you know he's got to be somebody, right? He had that swagger. He took it to New York. And, man, the Jets, that defense is, is great because of that defensive tackle, Quinton Williams up front. And then they got dudes that fill in different spots that are really good, including Sauce Gardner. So good one, man. Raider G, I, I definitely appreciate that. Got a text on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Mailman Raider Q, I would gift the silver and black Micah Parsons or Sauce Gardner. You pick. We got a spot locked up for a decade plus. A position of need. One of those guys makes a top half, uh, at least, in the defense. And, yeah, Michael Parsons is another guy. 
That's another difference maker, right? And that's that's what I was talking about when I was talking about trying to stockpile the defense, that they got to get playmakers, man. The guys that you're talking about, the guys that I'm talking about, those are all playmakers. Sauce is a playmaker. Michael Parsons, playmaker. That's what they need. Quentin Williams, playmaker. I mean, th- those those are the kind of dudes. They don't need just guys on defense. So I, I like how Raider G said that, you know, not just a shutdown corner, but a shutdown with some swagger, a guy that's going to make plays. They need to really focus in on some playmakers. So I like the gifts that you're thinking, Mailman Raider. Good stuff. Raider G, good stuff. Raider 27, you're up next. What's on your mind? Hey, can I tell you a quick story before I tell you what I want for Christmas? Yeah, go for it. I was at uh, Costco in Orm, which is about 30, mi- 30 minutes south of Salt Lake. And we're checking out, and the checker was wearing a Raider sweater. And, of course, I'm wearing my Raider hat. So he goes, hey, Raiders, my the Raiders. And I mean 20 or 30 people at the checkout line started yelling Raiders. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. It was great, man. So, so here's the deal. Now, you guys, you're looking at this kind of wrong, in my opinion. Okay. You're sitting on Santa's lap, and, yeah, you know what? That new lawnmower, you're really like, that would be nice. That's useful. That would really help. Or, you know, that new drill's great. That would be nice. But this is Christmas. I want something that's really going to make me feel happy at Christmas. Okay. So, Santa, bring me a playoff berth this year. Let's make it to the playoffs this year. And that would be my wish for the Raiders for Christmas. Okay. I like it. I like it. Christmas, everybody. You too, brother, Raider 27. He said a playoff berth right there. I'm okay with that. That would be great, you know, and, and, and once they get into the dance, then who knows what happens. But, yeah, that's fine. That's a good gift. You know, I'm, I'm looking for, you know, DeMar was looking for health, so he was looking for the short term. You're looking for a playoff berth. That's the short term. I'm looking for a long-term gift. If I if I give a gift, I want that gift that keeps on giving <laughs> all year long. So hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R, 702-365-9200. That's the Radio Nation listener line. Coming up next, Chris Carter, host of Locked On Steelers. He's also from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He'll talk all things Steelers here on Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Buffalo Wild Wings is the location, 150 East Centennial. We're here. And we go to a different Buffalo Wild Wings each and every Friday. Come on by, get hooked up. We just gave out some Coors Light onesies. Gave out some Raider Nation Radio 920 t-shirts. We still have some cups. We have some koozies. We have other Coors Light prizes. We have a little raffle that you can get hooked up with. We're, we're taking care of you, man. We're, we're, we're doing it big for you on this Friday leading into this holiday weekend. We have Chris Carter, host of Locked On Steelers. He's going to be joining us in a matter of minutes. My man Damon is hooking that up right now in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. And we have on the text line, the don'tbebroke.com text line, as we've been asking, what one gift would you give the Raiders this holiday season? If you can gift them one thing, not two, not three, not four, not five, just one, what would it be? John B. from the OC said, Q, the gift I'd like to give is competent play calling. With the exception of the Saints game, there's been a head-scratcher of a play called. With exception of the Saints game, there's been head scratcher of a play called, and there was nothing going on. <laughs> there was nothing going on during that Saints game. Uh, got a text from 707. I want a MF Super Bowl win and nothing less. There you go. That's your gift. <laughs> That's your gift. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Got another text from uh, the 707. I would love it if we got a shutdown cornerback, but they're really hard to find. The Niners don't have a shutdown cornerback, but they have one of the best defenses in the NFL because of their defensive line. 
it looks like there's going to be a few really good defensive tackle free agents like Hargrave from Philly and Jerron Payne from Washington. There you go. I like that. Thinking outside the box. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Thinking outside the box is a good one. That's another 707 text. We definitely appreciate you. Going out to the phone lines now, we'll bring in my good friend Chris Carter, host of the Locked On Steelers show, and also he works for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, does a fantastic job covering the Steelers and everything else Pittsburgh-related. And, Chris, thanks so much for your time this afternoon, my man. I appreciate you. And I talked to you this morning, and it was really cold. What's the temperature looking like right about now? Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me pull back up just to update because it was uh, negative three about a minute ago. Wow. And yep, still still negative three out of here. Um, I think the the feels like is like negative fifteen or something like that. Yep. Wow. Yeah, that's a, no, that's negative a... twenty five. It feels like negative twenty five right now. Okay, and so what is the anticipation level for the temperature to be when kickoff comes around eight fifteen Eastern time tomorrow? About six degrees, but let me tell you, if it says six degrees in Pittsburgh, it means it's probably like negative four on, on that field at Acushire Stadium because you're in the North Shore, which means you're right off the river, and all that river wind is kicking right into the stadium. It gets even colder there. It's probably going to feel like negative 30 at the time at the time of game time there. Wow, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a really cold one. Have you heard anything, or Brooke, or anyone else who covers the Steelers about if it gets to any kind of certain temperature, if the NFL would say, "Hey, let's play this game the next day or another day"? I have not heard that yet. No, I've, uh, I think it would be it would have to involve more of like a, a severe blizzard. But I mean, it's it's been there's been some really cold ones here before. I've sat through some cold ones here in Pittsburgh. Uh, the, funny enough, they played the Dolphins one time here in the playoffs. And it was, I think it was in the feels like of like negative 20 then as well. So oh, uh, I'm not sure if they would call up unless if, if it dipped to like negative 50 in that, in that range. But I don't think it'll get that bad. It's just going to be a really intense cold night. There you go. Well, uh, we had a caller hit us up and ask us to ask that question. So thanks for clarifying that. Again, we're talking with Chris Carter, host of Locked On Steelers, also from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette here on Radio Nation Radio 920. So as far as the game goes, Kenny Pickett returns. He suffered two concussions so far his rookie year. How concerning is that for Kenny moving forward just for his health? I think it's something that the Steelers are going to keep a watch on. I also want to point this out. Technically, we were never informed that he officially suffered a concussion the first time. He was simply putting concussion protocol, came back, and when we asked for clarification, both he and the Steelers were like, hey, that's personal information. We don't need to give that out. Um, I it's possible he received a concussion then, but it's also possible that they were just playing it safe with the concussion protocol, um, and that they, and they're right. They don't have to reveal reveal that information. But this time around, we did get, get confirmation that he was concussed uh, with this concussion protocol visit. But either way, there's definitely a concern. Steelers are, are, are taking every concern, and Kenny Pickett is. One thing that Kenny Pickett did a lot, when I covered him in college at the University of Pittsburgh, this guy put his body on the line. Like, when he would slide, and you probably see it in some, in some film that you've watched, he doesn't slide feet first. He slides head first. And he's trying to get every yard that he can all the time. And there was time that Pat Narduzzi, his coach, would be like, hey, stop that. He needs you. And that was uh, that's kind of been the mentality that he's had early on here. But as Mike Tomlin says, he'd rather say woe than sick him. So yeah. he's, he's, he's glad to have a, a quarterback that plays hard. But now it's time to coach him to protect himself a little bit more. The Steelers helped Ben Roethlisberger with that early in his career. I think that's just an adjustment Kenny Pickett's going to have to make as well. What are your expectations as far as the offensive game plan for the Steelers? How do you think they attack the Raiders tomorrow? Run the ball. Run the ball some more. Run a little bit. And they're running a lot more. I think that they're going to dial up the run game. 
they really like Tom Najee Harris and his offensive line and rookie undrafted rookie uh, Jalen Warren has come along. When I was talking to Eddie Faulkner, their running back coach of the preseason, he told me that they had Jalen Warren as the sixth best running back of this running back rookie class. And that when he was there as an undrafted free agent, they felt like they were just stealing everything away. And since then, he's been a very good addition to this Steelers offense as a backup running back. He's taken the number two role, number two role away from Betty Snell. And it's the point where Jalen Warren's going in late in games when they want to give Najee Harris a breather because he's just that physical. He takes on blockers and pass protection. He goes out and catches the ball and makes the first guy miss, runs hard every time. He's a little undersized, but that's part of what gives him his juice. So I think they're going to rely on those guys a lot. I would also not be surprised if the play action is involved. But if it being that cold at, at Acershire Stadium, it's going to feel like a rock that when you're throwing that ball. And Deontay Johnson, he's had a lot of problems catching the ball this year at times. George Pickens, he's, he's, he's been fantastic at pulling some deep passes down the field. But you're probably going to see him a lot more conservative of a game plan. The Steelers, their best game that they've won, they've been running the ball efficiently. And they've gained over, in the last four wins, they've gotten over 150 yards on the ground each time. In their last two losses, they have it. And I think that's going to be a threshold they try to meet in this game. Talking all things Steelers right now with Chris Carter here on Radio Nation Radio 920. My man DeMond's got one for you. Not to try to stir up any controversy, but could stir this be... Stir it up, <laughs> baby! Stir it up! Let's go! Could this be a similar situation that you see down in Dallas where Zeke's the man, he's the first-round pick, but the people around the team think that Tony Pollard would be better if he got more of the carries that you see with the situation with the Pittsburgh running backs? Uh, <laughs> if we're talking about Najee Harris and Jalen Warren... I think there's been a bit of that. Like, there's been a lot of people who they want Jalen Warren to take over the, the number one spot. But the Steelers know pedigree. I think if that were to happen, it would be two or three years down the line when the Steelers are looking to have to pay Najee Harris. But right now, it's not the case. Najee's still the, the, the better running back. And I think part of it's also the Steelers have just had a forming offensive line. They don't have a first-round pick on that group. James Daniels is the closest thing with us as a second-round pick, a guy that they acquired in the free agency from the Chicago Bears. Mason Cole's been a decent center at, um, who's filled in the free agency. Uh, but Kevin Dodson, Dan Moore Jr., those two guys have been very up and down as fourth-round fourth picks that they've kind of brought in as second- and third-year players uh, to start there. I fully anticipate the Steelers to give, give a better look and give better consideration to, to that future uh, when they invest in to get more first-rounders on that line, like the maybe one or two guys. One thing that I tell people a lot, Q, too, is that this was supposed to be an, an offensive line that still had David DeCastro. He retired when he was 30 years old from the Steelers. They thought he was going to be there a few more years longer. He would kind of carry on the offensive line legacy a little bit longer than he did. So they've had to make some adjustments. I kind of anticipate they will, they will this offseason invest in that offensive line. Then I think in about two years' time, when that offensive line's better, then we'll see does Jalen Warren still have the juice that Najee Harris has, and then they might make that call. But not this year. Najee Harris is still the guy in Pittsburgh. All right, so you don't seem that high on the offensive line. So how do they, how do, they do in pass protection? They've done better, I'll say that. Uh, I'm not high on the offensive line in the sense that they are not – they cannot be considered one of the elite groups of the NFL at all. But they have really come up as the season has gone along. Uh, Mason Cole and James Daniels especially. I think Daniels is going to be here for the long term at 26 years old and the way that he's become more physical as the year's gone on. Uh, but if, if, if there's a weakness that the Raiders need to attack, it's Dan Moore Jr. Jakumo Korpo at right tackle, 
decent, but not aggressive. Like he's he's going to be the guy that's that's tougher to get around in pass protection, but not as aggressive in the run game. Dan Moore Jr. is the opposite. He loves to get downfield, loves to be aggressive, but in pass pro, that's where you can catch him up a lot. And I think that if the Raiders have a pass rush attack, you got to target him and you got to target Kevin Dotson on that left side, and that's the blind side of Kenny Pickett. So that might be your the best plan of attack the Raiders have. Chris Carter is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920 talking all things this uh, Steelers-Raiders matchup on Christmas Eve. And as far as the Steelers' defense goes, uh, I'm like you. I think that the Raiders are going to try to attack the Steelers by way of the ground game. How are they right now? I know they're ranked really high on stopping the run. How does that defensive line look to you right now? The defensive line is, is better now because they're healthy. And I think that's been the biggest thing is that Larry and Joby's been getting hurt. Uh, they lost Chris Wormley a, a while back, and he's still not, not going to be there. But – Sam Hayward and Larry Ogunjobi seem to be finding their groove, um, as is T.J. Watt. You know, him coming off of his off of injured reserve when he had two surgeries in the middle of the season. I think it took it's taken him a little bit longer to get back into his groove. He's still not 100, percent but I'd say he's probably back up to 75 percent now. And I think that that's been enough for the Steelers' defensive front to look better. Also, Alex Highsmith has been a lot better against the run this year. But the key for the Raiders, and I, and I agree with you, I think the Raiders, if you want to, if you want to attack offensively, it's through Josh Jacobs. If you can get things going there, I think that you you have a really good chance to win this game. But the key to beating the Steelers' defense is attrition. Uh, early in the season, when they started giving up the the more rushing yards that they did early on, it was because they were playing 80 snaps, 90 snaps a game sometimes. And because teams were getting to just run and run and run, if you're the Raiders, keep pounding away. If it doesn't work the first, third, fourth, fifth, tenth time, keep running it. Run, get, get about 30 different rush attempts in there and try to crack it. Uh, try, try to keep pushing it until you crack the Steelers. But that's also why they cannot afford to let the Steelers get up because then you're going to start to feel that pressure. You might try to throw the ball a little bit more, and then that's going to allow for the Steelers to kind of play more into their strength. Right, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, of course, the Raiders have, you know, a three-headed monster when it comes to pass catchers when you got Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro, those two returning, the latter two returning as they're healthy now. Uh, I don't think they're going to throw the ball a whole lot, but when they do, how does the Steelers match up with those guys? The thing the Steelers did, didn't do this, this offseason I thought was the biggest thing they need to address was getting a real cornerback one. They don't have one. They have a lot of cornerback twos. I think Cameron Sutton's really solid. Levi Wallace has been decent. But there's no like pure speed runners on this on this defensive front that have that have this in the excuse me in the secondary that uh, that that can really run with guys as much. I, I think they, they they can be very technically sound. The saving grace though has been their safety play. Micah Fitzpatrick, Demonte KZ, and Terrell Edmonds when it's closer to the line of scrimmage. Those three have really helped things out. If I'm the Raiders, I try to isolate, go wherever Micah Fitzpatrick is. That's where he would, wherever he's kind of right. flying around. That's usually where the Steelers' strength is. You want to see if you can get some one-on-ones down the sideline. Look at like Levi Wallace. Look at Cam Sutton. Look at James Pierre. Those corners, go after them a bit more and see if you get some big plays. Also, if I can get Darren Waller up, up against a linebacker like Robert Spillane, that's a matchup that I'd love to attack. A lot of teams have tried to go, at the, go after Robert Spillane, their, their third inside linebacker that they roll out from time to time. So uh, those would be the areas that I attack. And like you said, there's a lot of different weapons the Raiders have. Um, and, you know, you're probably not going to throw the ball as much in this game, but certainly try to find those one-on-one matchups and let those, and let those athletes go win, the, go win those matchups. Fantastic stuff, Chris, as always. What do you got coming out on the Post-Gazette or even Locked On Steelers that we need to be on the lookout for? Well, hey, we had our Friday episode breaking down this matchup and what the Steelers are going to try to do 
with mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett to try to ease things back in. All that on the Friday episode of the Locked On Steelers podcast, the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. We just broke down a whole bunch of a bunch of Pitt's national signing day uh, acquisitions. So nice. that's going to be very interesting. We'll also be probably breaking down all the players going into the NFL draft soon, including defensive tackle Kalijah Kansi, who was a unanimous All-American this year. I anticipate him to be a low first-round pick this year. So if you want to add a pass rusher, maybe that's the next guy for you, Raider Nation. So check that check that guy out, Kalijah Kansi. We'll have more info on him soon. I've got a lot of film studies on him, but you can check it all out at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Nice. Fantastic stuff, my man. Well, I definitely appreciate you. Be safe, man. Stay warm if you can. Happy holidays, and I appreciate you as always. Happy holidays, Q. All right, brother. There he goes. Chris Carter, host of the Locked On Steelers, also Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, giving us all the details on how he thinks the game is going to shake out. Didn't talk any Franco Harris with him. We'll talk with Brooke Pryor at 3.30 when it comes to Franco Harris, and I wanted to get that game preview in, and Chris Carter really broke it down. A lot of Josh Jacobs, a lot of Josh Jacobs, and, oh, yeah, by the way, a lot more of Josh Jacobs, if you can. 2.45 is the time. Buffalo Wild Wings is the spot. This is Red Nation Radio, 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Walking home from our house Christmas Eve. All right, here we are. We're back. Red Nation Radio, 920. Unnecessary Roughness, 150 East Centennial. Buffalo Wild Wings is the location. If you can hear a hesitation in my voice, it's because normally I like to know exactly what we're doing. But Damon in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio has come up with something. And apparently his uh, tag team partner, Kevin, has something yeah, to do with this as buddy. well. Oh, gee, and now Kevin's on the air. <laughs> That's interesting. That's a lot of hesitation I hear in that voice. Yeah, too. yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm walking down a dark alley, and I don't know what I'm about to walk into. And I don't have anybody with me to have my back, so I don't know if i got to worry about anything or if I'm going to be good to go. So that's that's the hesitation I have in my voice. Okay, Q, let me fill you in. Of last week, we were Please talking about do. Christmas movies, and yes. I said one of my favorite Christmas movies is Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. You True. said that's just a song. It's not a movie. It is Kevin a song. here has also seen the movie. It is a wild ride, Q. I will tell you that much for free. So it is true. It is a song, and they turned it into a whole motion picture. It starts off, here's the premise. You know grandmas, right, Q? Yeah, I know grandmas. I have a couple. <laughs> so there are a couple of reindeer, right? <laughs> Santa's out cruising, as you do, and I guess maybe he got a little bit too much into the eggnog, so he loses control of the sleigh. And she's out. She's walking into the snow, and boom, car crash noises, all that stuff. Grandma goes flat down into the snow. Damon is struggling to keep it together right now because he knows the lore. So here's the tough part, right? This turns into a whole romp. What do you mean? Wait, wait. What's the tough part? Grandma just died. She got hit. That's was, already tough well, enough. Well, it gets worse, right? So you know how St. Nick is like a, he's like a positive dude. You know, you think he's on the up and up. You give him milk and cookies and stuff like that. Okay. So correct me if I'm wrong here, Damon, but Santa Claus gets out of the sleigh. Mm-hmm. Looks at Grandma, lifeless on the in the snow, yep. and says, this ain't going to work. We got Grandma here. We got the fruitcake over here. We got you know cocoa and all that stuff spilled all over the place. This isn't good. Donner, Blitzen, put her in the bag. Put the bag in the trunk. We can't stay here. Yes, Santa Claus takes Grandma to the North Pole, Q. <laughs> they so what is this, like a, a, a Law & Order SVU episode? It turns into that. They, they subpoena Santa Claus. Santa Claus gets thrown in jail, and it's up to Grandma's ne- grandson, excuse me, Jenk Spankenheimer, Spankenheimer, as he is going to clear Santa Claus's good name. Hugh, are you interested in watching Grandma Got Run Over by a No, and I'm really interested in knowing what dark alleys you two hang out in and that you guys are watching <laughs> something like that. I, dude, it's a family, this is good family movie. Yeah, it's clearly not is. a family. They you showed, just, they uh, you this just m- told me that Santa tried to cover up a homicide. Now, see, at the time, they didn't know it was a homicide. 
He took it to the North Pole and he healed her actually with the North Pole healing properties. Yeah, it was a uh, what was it, Mass General Mercy Hospital up in uh, up in the North Pole. Yeah, Q. So I mean, I hope we we encourage you and the family to watch this movie. No, 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 no you haven't. <laughs> oh, Again, come on, man. I want to know where the hell you guys are hanging out at. Listen, man. You guys the- are hanging out in some dark alleys. Kevin what? and I sat beside each other at UNLV for like. Every class, journalism class that we have for about three years, never said a word to each other. So we're uh, we're pretty good friends. Yeah, man, we we chill. Look, we're just two funny little guys, okay? With our <laughs> little guys is right. Funny <laughs> little guys, funny looking <laughs> little guys. Matter of fact, funny looking. Hold hey, on, man, see, look, listen. Man. With our powers combined, if he gets on top of my shoulders, we can actually ride things at like Disneyland and stuff like that. Well, I mean, hey, that's that's your guys' prerogative, man. I'm just saying, man. You what guys do to get on Splash Mountain, dog. You I'm guys are like, uh, like I don't know, man. Like the Wee Man, and uh, what's that? What's what that the, movie? What's that movie the with the, the chocolate the factory and everything? Those are Oompa Loompas. Okay, <laughs> Oompa Loompa, Wee Man, little cats. You know what I'm saying? Like you guys, because but you guys are kind of built the same. Because Kevin walks with his chest pumped out too. So you guys, you guys both, uh, you know. I'll pump you up. You guys are the iron pumpers. Absolutely, man. We got to do what we got to do. Kevin's got new muscle. I'm, you know, I've been true to the muscle, so I don't need to walk out with the chest out. Kevin's just new to the muscle, so he wants to let people know that he's got it. No, I just, I just keep waking up every day, and I'm still five six, so I gotta, you know, I gotta flex what I can. That's, that's really the reason why. You guys are ridiculous, and whatever. <laughs> I don't know what is this even. Is this like a, a low budget film that you guys are telling me about? Yeah, it really is. You know, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's not them. Is not it that like popular. Soul Plane? Is it like a a, a terrible version of Soul Plane, kind of? Because Soul Plane was a terrible movie. I don't care what anyone says. That was an awful Yo, movie. Q, that was an awful movie. That was both so of low Demond's budget. hands just went into. the I know. Air. He I can see. see him. He, I can we're see on the him. video call right now. Soul Plane is a classic. A classic, terrible movie. Not hey, just a. Yo. Have you seen Soul Plane, Kev? Definitely not. Okay. It's a terrible. It's it's a terrible movie. I saw it on. I had a bootleg version of it. That's how bad it was. Even the bootleg was like, why did you waste time bootlegging this? How about look, man? I'll make a deal with you, Q. Okay. If you come across with a copy of Soul Plane, and I watch it, you got to sit down and watch Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Well, you don't have to worry about that because I'm not going to find you a copy of Soul Plan. Oh, I wouldn't waste on, your man. time, and I'm definitely not going to waste my time. Not a chance. Not a chance, brother. But I can find a computer that you can fix if you want me to. Hey, you know what? That's true. Hey, he, he's, you know what that was? He said, hey, man, get off the air. He said, get back to work. He said, get back on the job, kid. Hey, Kevin, I appreciate you, though, man. Thank you're, you very you're, much, You're Q. a good dude when you ain't watching some kind of crazy homicide by Santa Claus and a grandma and Taking her to the North Pole and all that other stuff. That sounds like something dark, man. It's a dark, dark lane. I don't want to travel down. And I'm telling you, man, this is a family show. I like to keep it friendly. 2.55 is the time. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings. You can guarantee one thing. There won't be no Santa Claus here. There ain't going to be no grandma getting hit by no sleigh here. But there is a whole lot of prizes. Uh, Topo Chico's in the building. You want to get some Topo Chico drinks on, you can do that. They got everything you need all here at Buffalo Wild Wings, 150 East Centennial. It's Rare Nation Radio 920.